This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Thanks to have you. Thanks for having you with us, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, so, you still can tell it's Monday. When will that end? My goodness, got to be able to speak properly. Kelly McDonald with Romeo Muthen. It's just that uh, stepping on the tongue when you come back and okay, yeah. here we go. And uh, but then you, you remind hear it in your head. It just won't come out. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what we can do to fix that. My gosh, get to, get to the point where you just hear it in your head and it comes out and it's just fine. It's totally okay, and everybody yeah. else hears it too. That'd be That'd be great. Nice. Wow. Folks, uh, as we do on Mondays during our very diverse lineup of programming on Kelly and Company, we welcome in, because it's that time, Danielle McLaughlin, host of Know Your Rights. Let's examine questions that can't be answered by a simple yes or no. Join me, Danielle McLaughlin, when we talk about how freedoms collide on Know Your Rights. Danielle, how are you? I've got some tang tangling as well. Uh oh! <laughs> it's a, a very, I don't know. It's Monday all day, all day long too. I, it, it's funny because there's always the re- oh, it's Monday. We we come Tuesday or Wednesday. It's like, yeah, I don't know why. And you just yeah. hope somebody offers up. Well, maybe you had too much coffee or something's going on like that, or not enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Danielle, let's talk about this shop teacher. A uh, shop okay. teacher here in Ontario who identifies as trans has been the topic of much media attention recently. Even Donald Trump Jr. got into the act. Um, today we're going to be talking about the controversy that arose over her appearance. Um, could you talk and describe a little bit about this appearance, this this shop teacher's appearance that students were uploading to social media? I, I will. Um, it's uh, somewhat surprising because it's the image... Uh, is to be honest with you the thing that bothered me was the fact that this person is wearing their mask under their nose but you know that's me so it's a person with very long blonde hair looking probably like a wig um at dark dark rimmed glasses a pair of bike shorts um and an extremely tight thin uh stretchy top over what are probably prosthetic uh, breasts, very, very large. If the average uh, bra is a, a B, this would be a Z, um, and with very, very prominent nipples. So the person is quite unusual to look at. And there have been a couple of images uploaded, I gather, by the students taking photographs of, of this teacher. Uh, one of them is uh, seems to be in a parking lot. Another one seems to be in the shop class where the teacher is in front of a circular saw. Um, and the some members of the community have got really upset about this image. Um, Danielle, so, I, I, I just, on yeah. your description and on the fact that you've mentioned the photos being taken, and as a yeah. person who could never, ever take a picture without somebody saying, what are you doing with that camera? Um, right. as a low vision person who, oh, are you looking over this way? Are these pictures, um, candid shots in the sense of obviously the shop teacher doesn't know they were taken? I, I 
It's a little bit hard to tell. One of them, the one that was in class, looks to me as though the teacher does not know that it's being taken. And it's a little hard to tell with the one that seems to be in a parking lot. Um, my guess is it was taken with a cell phone. Right. Um, and whether or not the teacher has given permission for these uh, photos to be taken and or for them to be uploaded, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. One of the things that um, appears to be the case, uh, unless my research is poor, is the teacher has not spoken about it at all. So we do not know why the teacher chose to appear in this particular fashion, um, whether this was something that they wore or wear all the time, whether it was more of a, a costume. Um, we just don't know what the, the different reasons might be. We do know that some of the students, obviously the ones that uploaded it, thought that it was worthy of media attention. And it, boy, has it ever gone viral. So, you know, quite a few people have seen it. There's there's another picture of the same teacher in a purple top, you know, same size chest, um, appearing to be talking with a sheet of paper uh, in front, which, you know, looks very much like a... Um, a classroom uh, candid shot. So not, you know, the teacher probably was not aware that this, that this was taken. Um, you know, there have been uh, numbers of members of the community who've been very upset about this image of a teacher. And in fact, uh, there have been people picketing outside the school uh, with some really nasty messages about trans people uh, associating trans people with uh, pedophilia, paraphilias, um, talking about, you know, we need the, the kids to learn to read and write, not how to change genders. Um, and, and some who say, uh, you know, school is not a circus, that, that sort of message. But, you know, what, again, we simply don't have enough information about why this person uh, dresses this way or whether they do this on a regular basis. Uh, some people have complained to the school board. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. one of the, the things that they've said is, surely there is a, a standard, uh, you know, professional standards or appropriate dress for teachers. But if you look on nearly every uh, school board's website, you'll find that there are dress codes that apply to the students. Um, whether those dress codes ought to apply to the teachers as well is another question. And in fact, I think we all assume it does. Well, I would have never even thought if I was a principal building a website, yeah. I wouldn't have thought of that. But and I come from an old school where there was an image of, of what teachers wore, just just right. like, you know, uh, doctors and nurses and that kind of thing, what you generally yeah. wore uh, to go to work. And, what professionals uh, and, and, wore, right? Yeah. And and, yeah. and again, I understand there comes a level of, well, how much are you going to preach that? Are you going to make people, you know, male teachers all wear suits, female, you know, or whatever? For, you know, well, they used to. Yes, they did. But right? I and, think and in, we changed that. Well, and, and the first um, female teacher allowed to wear trousers in school was a woman with a disability. And that was in the 1970s. Up until that time, women had to wear skirts or dresses, and it was as completely unacceptable for them to wear trousers of any kind in school. And this woman, I think, had to specially petition because of the, the shape of her body that she needed to wear trousers and was given special permission, just her, not everybody else, 
um, to, to wear trousers. So one of the things we know about appearance is that it changes, you know, what's appropriate changes mm -hmm. radically over time. Um, and we've, we've seen, uh, you know, uh, protests about school dress codes where it looks like, you know, they apply more to the girls than the boys as far as students are, are concerned. Um, so, you know, one of the questions I, I would wonder about is if this person, this teacher, um, her if, if her body appeared this way naturally without this prosthetic bust, would people still be complaining? Would, you know, I mean, we, we know that people come in many different shapes and sizes. Um, and so far as I know, uh, it would be, uh, you know, really terrible to tell people only this shape person need apply for the job as teacher. Um, we, kn we know that trans people are in every profession and, and workplace and that trans people choose to appear as they choose to appear some, you know, some one way, some another way. Mm -hmm. I, I think have... there'd be interesting comments. Yeah, and like you said, I think you'd still get postings to social media. It, but the mm -hmm. one thing that interests me, it stands out, Danielle, that you've said is there has been nothing said by this teacher. So you'll have That's to right. wonder, did that even go to in class? Like, well, people yeah. uh, protesting, saying you're doing this, you're teaching what the school's meant for teaching kids about education, not about. But we don't have well, any clue if any of that is even if the person's situation has ever been discussed, if they've opened the floor to answer questions to students and stuff like that. We, we don't know that that person is not showing up for school and doing their job where really we can only say, yeah, your dress is a little inappropriate, if we're saying that. If we're even saying that, because is that relevant to their teaching? And that's really the question that, that I want to know. Now, there's a, there was a, an editorial in the National Post saying the problem is we don't know the difference between men and women, and we don't have a good definition for woman. Um, and, you know, oh the, way Ontario, the way Canada looks at it, it's anyone who says that they're a woman. Um, I don't have a big problem with that myself. And I don't frankly see the logical connection between the person's gender, their appearance, and whether they're a good teacher or not. Um, and the reason I, I'm saying this is because I've seen a whole lot of teachers in my life and a whole lot of student classrooms. So I remember a classroom of kids. It was largely the girls, I will I will you know, have to have to confess this, who were so focused on the teacher's appearance that if she had a run in her stocking, somebody would definitely be up there telling her about it. Or if her shoelace were untied, that would be an issue for the classroom. Now, my guess is, you know, that the teacher somehow may have invited this kind of scrutiny. They always commented on her clothing. They, you know, they, they took, they paid special attention to what she wore every day. Um, I had another teacher I worked with fairly regularly. It was a kind of unusual woman. And she wore lipstick that really ended up nowhere near her lips. It was kind of in a, in a circle around her mouth. Um, most people would say that looked clown-like. I was never aware that the students paid attention to that. They were, she was a decent teacher. They enjoyed her classes. They learned the material. And the fact that she looked a little odd didn't seem to enter into the equation. So, you know, I think that we really have to focus on what's, what's professionalism. Is it the way you dress? Are there specific purposes where specific dress codes are, are, are or should be required? 
or have we come far enough that we can say, you know, if you can do your job and do it well, and apparently there have been, you know, um, there's been feedback from from some of the the students that this teacher teaches well, um, isn't isn't that enough? And you know, well, I'm not sure I know the answer to this. I think we'll know think? if we've, uh, you know, come to that place when something like this doesn't become the headline that we talk about, right? Yeah. Because it, honestly, and and I'm I'm coming from like a the more serious side of this is that people in uh, who identify as trans or people from the LGBTQ plus communities, um, I think, have struggled for a very long time on so many. Uh, barriers um and and feeling marginalized in so many different ways and appearance being one of them it, yeah. it's kind of like you know if you're doing this to make a statement well done because it's, it's <laughs> it true worked. it worked <laughs> exactly. and it's true yeah. and if we're going to talk about you know people who look different or we're uncomfortable with you because you're dressing this way because you look that way i mean come on we can bring up disability in this as well and Absolutely. you know just for the discomfort of somebody you know my mobility device or the, or the stuff eyes, that I have the to lug around right. uh, mm-hmm. when I yeah. when I'm carrying mm-hmm. my equipment for accessibility purposes or uh you know I have my facial differences all of these different things are you going to question these as well like it's just ridiculous to me and the whole notion of we should be able to identify what who women are and what they should be looking like and acting like and talking like uh that's just ridiculous I, I can't even comment on how ridiculous that is well, you know, we haven't come that far from ugly laws where right. people whose appearances were uh, off-putting or startling to people who'd never seen them before um, were, were meant to stay inside because they, you know, they would disturb the quote-unquote normal population. Um, you know, I don't think that would withstand human rights uh, scrutiny now. No. Of course it wouldn't. But, um, you know, is that what we're looking at in this case? Again, if this person is making a statement, they've succeeded in in making a statement, Mm -hmm. you know, but if this is simply the way this person chooses to appear, then, you know, whose business is it? You know, is it disruptive to the classroom? I think that's the only question that might be relevant to their appearance. And if it is, and if there can was we dress accommodate code. it? And if there was yeah. whatever schools feel they have, like if you're going to hold the students to a dress code, the staff have to be held to that too, as far as I'm concerned. Well, except that, for example, you know, what this, the, the dress code for this particular school says that no genitalia nor nipples may be, uh, <laughs> may be shown. Now, this person has a shirt on, um, However, the nipples are quite prominent. So are we going to say to anybody who has prominent nipples, men or women, you have to wear two shirts or (laughs) you have to cover, you know, cover your your nipples in some fashion because it's unacceptable. I mean, I think that's going a little far when a school prescribes people's underwear that, you know, I mean, (laughs) there are schools that do that, but I'm not. I don't think I'd ever be in favor of that sort of thing. So, you know, but in the aspect of the fact that that school does say for the students, that's where I'm saying that if they get away with saying, okay, this is our dress code, well, then mm-hmm. you need Which to brings revi- us back to right. the question then of dress code altogether. Then you need to revisit a dress code or mm-hmm. or say what you're you want on it. Whether it's we've talked about this before, whether it's you know bad language, swear words, or whatever. Which I, I you know uh, that's 
that's the stuff that you got to decide in our society and then stick with that. But it should apply to both. Well, okay, but if you know, we're to still going to, the thing is what we're really talking about is a conflict of rights here. Well, we yeah. have it, yeah. freedom of expression, which is an extremely important right. And this, this teacher clearly has chosen to express to themselves express. <laughs> in, in, in through dress in some form. and, and we also have the whole issue of professionalism. And, you know, it is important that teachers are respected. It is important that they have the capacity to get the material across so that the students can learn in, in a, you know, a comfortable atmosphere where they, you know, they can really spend time dealing with the material and not with terrible distractions. We don't know what happens in this classroom we you know we know that this is a shop teacher um the picture of them standing in front of the circular saw looks like they know what they're doing um looks like they can accommodate their large size um Mm -hmm. you know which i'm sure that anybody who who has a a body shape of any sort needs to do you know if you 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 know i i we got parked in a very tight parking space and clearly uh, only one of us could get behind the wheel. So we had to accommodate the driver to the very tight parking space. I mean, this is something that you do in, in a lifetime, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I do know that some of the politicians have called for the, um, the Board of Education to revisit their policies on professionalism. Um, uh, that Stephen Lecce, the Minister of Education, has got into the act uh, by, you know, calling for, uh, you know, the, the, the board to look at professionalism. Also, the question that, that Kelly has brought up, should dress codes for students apply equally to teachers? And those have not been answered yet. But the only thing that I really care about is that the questions they ask are relevant that they aren't trying to, that they aren't allowing themselves to be distracted by something that really doesn't have anything to do with the teacher's capacity to teach. So I'm going to leave you with that today. <laughs> Interesting too, because classes are all different. You could go, you know, with a class that absolutely has no comment, no interest in putting anything up, just like you were talking about the the, the monitoring of the run in the nylons or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And another class would have absolutely no comment, no thought. Thanks, Danielle. Thank you. Danielle McLaughlin joining us, our Know Your Rights contributor, discussing the story of the trans teacher in Ontario that has drawn such attention in the media. Coming up next, we wrap up this program and see what's going on tomorrow on Now with Dave Brown over on AMI-tv. We'll be right back. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.